0: My name is Dr. Asha Sefanit wudasi And like many people of African descent, I used to live in the UK, but I always had a dream which developed into a plan to move to an African country of my dreams. After traveling around several African countries on the African continent, I finally settled on Malawi, a small country the size of the UK, which is in the east side of the African continent and I love it here. My podcast is about my life in Malawi, how I got here, how I'm managing to stay here, and some of the interesting things I get up to during my daily life. I also focus on helping you to break through with your own best life plans for living in your own hot country of your dreams, or just having the life you want. I also look at your money freedoms, your job freedoms, and many other things that can help you to get that best life. So stick with me as I take you through the Living Your Best Life in Africa experience. It's going to be a blast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast episode. You're listening to episode 128. So, I hope you are striving to reach your best life every day that you have the opportunity to do so. Because, after all, that is what living is for. So, here I am in the 40 degree heat of Malawi. And so, if you hear any outside background noises, That's because I have to record with the windows open because it is just too hot to close them without affecting the equipment. So I'm four weeks into the new Start Your Side Hustle coaching programme and I'm loving it. And I'm sure my students would say the same thing. You know, when you get one head-blown moment after another, and it's all about your best life dreams and plans, I can tell you on behalf of the current students I have and everyone who has coached with me as part of their best life dreams, there really isn't anything better. And that kind of brings me on to one of my own best life dreams, which I'm about to fulfil. Me? I'm off to the Gambia. Now, don't think for one second that this was some kind of Asha sat down and planned this trip. (laughs) No, but this is a trip I should have made in November 2020. So I'm about a year overdue. So how did I come to decide that I'm off to the Gambia? Well, what happened is that as you know, and you're probably tired of hearing me say I live in Malawi. But what you perhaps didn't know is that I always try to make it back to the UK at the end of every year for between 6 to 12 weeks, depending on what I need to do with my businesses, some of which can take a fair bit of time. So, you may or may not remember that when I got out of the UK in May 2021 and returned home to Malawi after two years of being away, I went through a whole palaver to get out of the UK, which I shared with you in episode 111 of the podcast. So when I left, Malawi was on the red list for coronavirus destinations. And what that meant is that I would be given a tough time to get back into the UK from Malawi because Malawi was considered to be one of the most dangerous COVID countries in the world. I mean, really? If you've been following this podcast, I've made several episodes that delve into this whole Corona COVID perception game that tries to paint African countries as super spreaders of COVID, something which was and has always been totally untrue. And in episode 103, I provided the facts and figures to show you using Western data that the real super spreaders of COVID were actually Western countries. And the real purpose of portraying African countries in this way was to scare Africans straight back to our Western homes so we wouldn't leave our homes and travel to our Hartical homelands. And the reasons why we weren't supported to do this was because we would believe in Western infrastructure services, services like care homes, transport and nursing in crisis. But what happened is that Africans decided that we're still going. And so when that plan began to fail, the next step was to place certain African countries on a red list, even though the COVID picture of most of the Western countries was up to 10 and 20 times worse in comparison to countries like Malawi, for example. So when I finally found a way to get back to Malawi, I jumped at the chance. But the punishment for leaving the UK was an African re-entry tax of £2,250, which I would have to pay to get back into the UK via a government quarantine hotel, where I would have to stay for two weeks before I would be able to complete my onward travel to my home in Yorkshire. Now, as you can imagine, if the pictures we have seen of these quarantine hotels are the best of what's on offer, then number one, I'm going to absolutely lose my mind there. And number two, if I don't lose my mind, then I'm seriously going to go hungry. Because as a vegan, I didn't see anything that was appetizing in the least in some of the pictures of the food that was shown. So, as you can imagine, the thought of having to stay for two weeks in a quarantine hotel before I could complete my onward journey to my home in Yorkshire didn't fill me with much confidence. And as I'm in Malawi and time is passing and other European and white countries are being taken off the red list, I felt like I had this burden hanging over me, which was preventing me from returning to the UK from Malawi, when in Malawi, we have such small COVID numbers And where so much work has gone into controlling movements of people from outside the country to keep COVID manageable. And it just seemed to me that everything that Malawi had done didn't matter to the UK in the slightest. It was about feeding people's perceptions of these dangerous African countries that could bring people into the UK and swamp the COVID situation. When in actual fact, if you look at the COVID situation in the UK, it hasn't needed any help from anyone or any country at all. But I was still faced with this issue of having to pay this huge bill to get back to my home. So I waited. I knew that the UK government were going to review the red list in September and information in the British press made it clear that this would be perhaps the last review until near the end of the year. So I listened keenly when the Red List review came out at the end of September 2021. And guess what? Malawi's name remained on the Red List. Right, that's it, I said to myself. If you people think you are going to force me to go to your hotel, you have another thing coming. So I went to plan B. And plan B for me was to look for an African country I could get into from Malawi that was not on the red list. You see, in my mind, I knew that if I could go to a non-red list African country and spend at least 10 days in that country, I could then return to the UK from a country that was on the UK's green or amber list, which would allow me to go straight home and at the worst, self-isolate for 10 days. Great for me because Yorkshire in December is as much as 25 degrees colder than Malawi in December. So which outside in Yorkshire am I going to? (coughs) No, I would want to stay in my house in Yorkshire anyway until I could find enough clothes to put on and until my body has acclimatised into believing that I am warm. So not going out for 10 days as a COVID preventative measure felt fine to me. So the next thing I did was to look at all the African countries that I could travel to that were not on the red list and that ruled out immediate neighbouring countries around Malawi. So countries like Zambia, Tanzania, Mozambique and Zimbabwe were out, as well as Ethiopia, all of which were on the red list and all of which I have contacts with in those countries. So I then looked at the countries that were left, that I could get a flight to from Malawi. And the two countries that stood out both because I have contacts in those countries who could help me to set something up, the two countries that stood out were Ghana and the Gambia. I really wanted to go to Ghana so I could see family and friends. But guess what? There is no Ghanaian consulate in Malawi. And what that means is that my UK passport does not allow me to enter Ghana and obtain a visa on arrival at Katoka Airport in Accra. So that meant there's no way I could get into Ghana because I don't have an African passport. Ironic, right? So that left me with the Gambia. Now in case you've been living under a rock in recent years, the Gambia has become one of the top Western holiday destinations for white women in their 50s, 60s and 70s who book certain cheap flights from the UK and fly across to the Gambia for little to any cost at all in relation to what it costs us to get to our home countries. Well, these older women go to the Gambia to have sex with young African men more commonly referred to as renter dreads. It's horrible. But as I say, one of the byproducts of this is is that it's much easier to get into the country if you have a British passport. And actually, if you stay in the Gambia less than 28 days, you don't need a visa to enter the country. So, yay! I was able to get into the Gambia, no problem. And because I'm only staying about three weeks, I don't need a visa. The next thing I had to do was to contact my friends to ask about accommodation. And with an internet signal and a mobile phone with WhatsApp or some other dialing app, this was super easy. I contacted my friends, one of whom owns a chain of restaurants called Mazaya, which is situated right on the beach in Banjul. And he gave me the name of a lodge in Banjul called Garvey Lodge, the owners of which are also from the UK. So I made contact and I was able to book a room for the duration of my stay. And I was even able to use PayPal and pounds to pay for that room, which is great because you know that the West always tries to ensure that African countries take a battering in exchange rates if we ever have to convert our Western money into local African currencies. So my being able to pay in pounds meant that I saved money on the exchange fees. I then used the £2,250 that I was going to be charged to re-enter the UK and I booked a flight from Malawi to the Gambia, which let me tell you is far the African continent is big and so there are several stop-offs that I have to endure which gives me an opportunity, hopefully, to just check my surroundings and see whether I can get any pictures as I cross into the main country before I get to the Gambia. <laughs> and guess what that country is? It's Ghana, where as a transit passenger, I don't need a visa. So, single flight from Malawi to the Gambia via Ghana, done. Next, I had to book a flight to get back to the UK from the Gambia. And this is easier still because of the whole holiday flight services that operate between the two countries, that's the Gambia and the UK, to service the Lonely Hearts women who travel to and from the Gambia on a regular basis. Booking this flight was even easier because from the Gambia, the plane passes through Europe and then onto the UK. In total, both flights and the accommodation for the length of my stay cost me significantly less than the stay at the quarantine hotel. And I still had change to cover my food costs whilst in the Gambia. So, me, I'm laughing. But then, guess what happened? As if to stick it to me for outsmarting their COVID quarantine regulations, one month after booking my trip to the Gambia, the UK did a sudden about turn and removed Malawi from the red list, something that was never on the cards, but which they did for reasons known only to themselves. So what that meant is that I could have flown straight back to the UK from Malawi and saved myself £2,250. So I'm fuming, right? Wrong. I'm still happy that I'm going to the Gambia because I know that with all the pressures that currently surround international travel, I would never have booked that trip to the Gambia, believing as I did, that I would only want to visit when all this COVID thing is over. But guess what? It's never going to be okay. It's never going to be fully over. And so what we are left with is the reality of always having to navigate a minefield of COVID conundrums every time we want to travel to an African country. So I'm not mad because I get to try all of this out on my behalf, but also on your behalf. And I get to report on it for you. So you know what to expect should you want to travel to a hot Caribbean or African country in 2022. Whilst in the Gambia, I'll also be bringing you pictures and reports of what I find and anything else that's newsworthy because, well, we need to know that anything is possible if we can find a way around the blocks that are put in our way to help keep us in one place, which I believe is inside our Western countries. So if you are a member of my private Facebook group, you're going to get exclusive access to lots of great information and you'll also get the opportunity to ask me any questions you would like me to answer about the Gambia, which is great, especially if you or a friend or someone you know are thinking of traveling there or it's a place where you've always wanted to visit. And most of the good stuff that I'm going to be reporting on is going to be put inside of my private Facebook group. Why? Because sometimes we just want to know that we can enjoy content without the prying eyes of the whole of social media. And so inside that Facebook group, you get to enjoy the content work with it ask any questions you want to ask and know that everyone in that group has been approved to be in that group by me so if you want to see everything that i'm doing then you really do need to be inside my facebook group so if you're not a member of my facebook group you need to join now so you don't miss a thing. I've put a link to my group at the bottom of the show notes for this episode of the podcast. So wherever you're listening to the podcast, just scroll down to the end of the introductory notes about the episode and head to the link for private Facebook group. Hit that link and it will take you straight to my group where you can join. I'm really looking forward to seeing you there. So, the next time you hear from me, I will most likely be in the Gambia. And I'll be really excited about all the news and the views and the different things that I'm going to want to share with you. So, make sure you stay tuned in so you don't miss a thing. And that's it for this episode. A bit of a go-round, I know, but I wanted to share this exciting news with you to give you time to put together any questions you want to ask me. As I said, the next episode should come from the Gambia and I can't wait to share it with you. So until then, keep your best life dreams alive. Because if you don't, no one else will. You've been listening to the Living Your Best Life in Africa podcast. My name is Dr. Asha and until the next exciting episode, I'm out.